What is going on, good people? I apologize for being very, very late today. Um, I got caught up in a few things uh, just for the, the brand and, and, and show on the back end, and I couldn't uh, couldn't go live, so I had to take care of some some things. Things things are good. It's not anything urgent, like on on the customer side of things. But I just want to say I apologize for being late today. Um, we probably won't go a full hour, but I'll try and dip into the, the, the next hour a little bit to make sure we do have a, a decent you know show in terms of length. But uh, again, apologize for the delay today. Um, we got some news that we can talk about, some NFL news. Uh, let me let me click a couple of things for housekeeping purposes. There we go. Hit save. Um, funnel right in. Apologize for being late. Again, Matt first in the building. Nevin second in the building. Um, usually I'm not late. And again, apologize. Bruce Arians is retiring from coaching. That is uh, that is some something to talk about here. Like, well, what's going on here? We thought maybe, maybe, maybe there's something brewing there, like a problem, like relating to Brady and wanting to be in 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 Tampa. Doesn't seem to be the case. This is all Bruce Arians wanting to step away. Uh, and, and if there was a huge problem, he wouldn't be stepping away into a, a, a upper level position in the same organization. So a lot of conspiracy theories hit right away. Um, but it, you know, it doesn't seem to be anything here other than Brady. There's rumors Brady didn't want Arians in the head coaching role, but I mean, there, there doesn't seem to be any potential Arians, you know, leaving means that something's going to be going crazy with, with, uh, with Tom Brady being traded. And, you know, he said he didn't want Tom Brady being traded. There's nothing nothing here what's up cody what's up silver what's up nash what's up terry roberts what's up warren ed uh bfh triple a uh Bola's life scotty tanner 49er where have you been kenny and nevin and matt were first in the building appreciate you being here uh we're gonna do a little voicemail show uh you know just to kind of i think uh, uh make this show start rolling since I'm late. Uh, Bobby Wagner, by the way, five-year deal, $50 million contract with the Rams. The Rams continue to get richer and richer and richer. Um, they're going to be, they're going to be tough to beat. Like they're, they're definitely the favorite in the NFC. I think at this point, um, Green Bay, probably not even in, in the top four. Now that Adams is, is, you know, uh, in Las Vegas, I would say Tampa, has the best shot at maybe being the second ranked team in the Niners. So I'd say in order as of right now, Rams, Tampa, and then maybe the Niners. Um, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, Brady, crazy that, that A-Rod and Brady are both back. Um, we thought maybe one of them or both of them might not be in the NFC or in the league. And then now we've got, it's a, it's crazy. This offseason has been absolutely insane. Um, the Niners have a lot of problems to work out. As much as I'm, I'm loving Trey Lance and his upside, and he's going to do well. Uh, the Niners, as an organization, are really dropping the ball. And if anybody disagrees, you're just you're supporting your team, and I appreciate you. But you're you're not thinking clearly. You're just talking with your heart and not your brain. The Niners are dropping the ball. The Niners are dropping the ball. They're dropping the ball with the Trey Lance and, and Jimmy G situation. Not just because it creates a little unrest, and I believe Trey's strong enough to beat out Jimmy G. If Trey can't physically, like on the field, beat Jimmy G out, then he's not the guy I'm predicting him to be. So I'm not worried about that. But is Kyle Shanahan capable of doing some dumb, rational, uh, irrational, ir irrational move where he's like, ah, I'm going to go ahead and just put Jimmy G in anyway, regardless of how good Trey's looked and beat out Jimmy. Like, yeah, or Trey gets banged up a little bit for two weeks straight right before week one, but comes back, he's ready to go. And they're like, Jimmy took all the reps with the ones. We're going to go ahead and let Jimmy go out on the field. I don't trust Shanahan to not to make the right call if both of them are on the roster and something weird happens like an injury. So... The Niners are dropping the ball. They're letting players go left and right. They, they've got $27 million tied up in Jimmy G. They're not retaining DJ. They're not retaining Key. They're not retaining Tomlinson. They're not retaining anybody that they should be retaining, and they're dropping the ball. So if I rank the Niners third or fourth in the division, doesn't mean they can't win one game after the other and make the NFC Championship game and head to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that, but if we're ranking teams right now, you can't put the Niners at one or two because they're dropping the ball. 
And, and, and honestly, you look at what the Rams are doing. The Rams are, are the favorite. The Rams are the favorite in the NFC to make it back to a Super Bowl appearance. They're doing all the right moves. This is how you, you manage an offseason, the way the Rams are doing it. The way the Niners are doing it, the complete opposite. Part of me thinks, not part of me, most of me thinks that the wrong coach was retained in San Francisco and the and, and and we let the good guy go. McDaniel is making moves, and you could say, oh, McDaniel hasn't won a game yet. You know what? McDaniel is a proven X's and O's guy that had a big part of the entire blueprint in San Francisco, so he has won games in my mind. And McDaniel is making moves we've never seen before. He's got the cojones to actually get things done and to be aggressive, and he's going after it. And the Niners aren't. Like, I personally believe, in hindsight, it will be like, why didn't we keep McDaniel? The Niners organization or Niners community will say, why didn't we keep McDaniel instead of instead of uh, Shanahan? I honestly feel like that's the way it's going to be looked at. And upper level, Peters is going to be taken from somebody and made a GM if they don't elevate him to GM and get John Lynch out of that GM role. John Lynch has never been a GM. You don't have to fire Lynch. Elevate him. Elevate him to president of operations, personnel, whatever, where he doesn't have to make decisions and get Peters Peters into that GM role, or you're going to lose Peters. You lost McDaniel. You lost Salah. Now you're going to lose Peters. And that's a good thing about this Niners coaching tree and, and really organizational tree is there's a lot of good talent like a lot of good talent gets developed but you're going to lose Peters who has a lot to do with everything and and it's all because of Shanahan and Lynch and this this weird dynamic that's not working it's not working oh Bakers comes back strong says BFH well if you watch my content I'm not expecting a, a strong return out of Acres, and I'm avoiding him at all costs. But trust your gut, BFH. I have the new video out. I'm sure you've seen it. That talks about why not to draft Acres. Um, I talk about Adams, how to draft him, or not Adams. I'm sorry. How to draft AJ Dillon, how to draft uh, uh, Waddle, how to draft ETN, and how to not draft Cam Acres. Let's hit the voicemails and. Uh, and make this a little voicemail show. So, guys, if you're on my voicemail crew, or you want to be, you can DM me voicemail, the word voicemail, and say, hey, Smitty, after that, I want to be on your voicemail crew on Instagram. But you don't have to be in the crew to drop me a voicemail. To do so, all you have to do, it's harder for me to find it, but if you don't want to be in a special group of 60 people that I've handpicked to be a voicemail-leaving fool here on the show... A voicemail machine. Um, you can still drop me one right here. It's voicemail time. Drop a voicemail at the Fantasy Football Show on the gram. Tell your grandma. Okay, so... Uh, you just got out of the hospital. B F H. are you okay, pal? But yeah, watch the most recent video before this. You'll see it. Okay, voicemails. Let's go. Drop me a voicemail. Um, DM me uh, an audio message on Instagram, and I will get to it. But let's go to the to the voicemail group. We got Kyle with one. Uh, what's this yesterday? I think that was yesterday. Kyle. Hey, what's your thoughts on Rashad Williams from ASU if he gets in the right situation? Rashad, what you mean, Rashad White? You mean Rashad White? You don't really have to take a lap. But Rashad White, not Williams. Rashad White is my dark horse running back in fantasy football 2022. Out of all the rookies, Rashad White is a beast. He's Alvin Kamara, but taller. He's Alvin Kamara, but maybe even a better pass catcher. I know you're going to be like, whoa, 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 Smitty. Whoa, Smitty. Um, Maybe you'll even say, where is this? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Alvin Kamara. Rashad White could be better than Alvin Kamara catching footballs. I truly believe he could be. James, leave me a couple voice messages, pal. Right now. I need you. Uh, Rashad White. 
May not be looked at as a starter in the NFL, though, by the teams, although he had a pretty decent pro day, or I'm sorry, combine. I think a couple more good workouts, he could definitely vault himself up. Smitty, with Bruce Arians retiring, what do you think of uh, Tom Brady uh, being a top five QB? you think he's still good there, or you think he moved down a little bit with Bruce being gone? I don't think much will really change. I think, if anything, it could get better because, look, they didn't win last year. There was the whole Arians, you know, hitting players and then A.B. And Arians was was on, from everything I gather, a big problem, becoming a big problem. And, and Tom Brady reportedly, we don't really have confirmation. or just reports about reports and people are spreading noise and, and rumors all over. So we don't really know. What, what's legit and what's not with this situation. Tom Brady sent out a nice, you know, message and, and talked up Arians, but of course he's gonna for the PR of it, right? But but I think that nothing's gonna fall apart. If anything, they're just not gonna have turmoil. So I really think that Brady Brady runs the show anyway, you know, honestly. So Brady's Brady's fine, you know? I, I think it's I think they're gonna be fine. I think that you might even hear whispers about A B potentially coming back i don't know maybe they're just going to move on and they don't want any more toxic type personalities there if, if arians is gone and antonio brown's gone maybe maybe things run really smoothly but you know gage you've got godwin but coming back off an acl tear but still going to be you know effective enough but he's not going to be the the wide receiver everybody thinks right out of the gate evans needs to step up and i think he could have a big year like this is a the, look the nfc is wide open and, and you've got a lot of opportunity for the Bucks to be the second or third best team in the NFC, even if they have to work out a few, you know, kinks here and there. So, feeling pretty, pretty decent about this. I don't think it's a negative at all. Hey, Smitty, any chance Carter gets the lion's share on the Jets, or do you think he's in for a split, or someone's going to take over that role? That's a great question. Uh, Michael Carter. Does Michael Carter get a lion's share? Let me put the names on the screen here. Michael Carter. Does he get the lion's share of the carries in New York in 2022? It's a very, very good question. Um, I think they could draft a rookie, though. You know, like... They may, and running backs fall, so it's not crazy to think that a good rookie running back could fall to the Jets and they're like, we got to take Rashad White. You know what I mean? Like, that could happen. And so we really got to wait, I think, until the NFL draft is over before we can truly say how we feel about Michael Carter's value. But if, like, being predictive and you're in a, a dynasty startup, I'd take him, I'd be careful taking him, but I would take him as a an, an insanely high upside flex option and maybe very low end running back too but I don't feel comfortable enough drafting Michael Carter as a high end running back too without knowing what the NFL draft is going to look like for the New York Jets so I like him a lot though and, and when Mike White was in that offense and people can make fun of me all they want about Mike White and my, my, my thinking that this kid does have it and he needs to be given a shot Mike White Check down to Michael Carter. Michael Carter turned into a different player. I'm hoping Zach Wilson can learn to check down to this kid an awful lot and, and turn him into the PPR, the little Alvin, poor man's Alvin Kamara that Michael Carter could really become. I like him a lot. There's a lot of upside with Michael Carter. Um, drop more voice messages, people. Drop more voice messages. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Um, let me see if I can go to the, the random messages folder and see if some of you found me and dropped said voicemail. Let's go to it. Um, Instagram's always having problems when I pull these up. Imagine the scenes if Brees Hall goes to the Bills. I mean, I'm predicting Walker or Hall to go to the Buffalo Bills in that later part of the of the first round. I truly believe it's going to happen. I think, given how Singletary exploded, and when I when I say exploded, I mean the dude had 
a phenomenal. Is this it right here? Yeah, here, here's Singletary's game log. Look at week 15 on into the playoffs. One TD, one TD, two TDs, one TD, two TDs, one TD, and he had a receiving touchdown during one of those single touchdown games. So he actually had three games, three games where he had two TDs. Three games with two TDs in the final one, two, three, four, five, six weeks. He scored three, six, seven, eight, nine touchdowns in the final six games. Singletary had three games with 80 or more rushing yards, one 100 yard game. Singletary was used like a monster. Look at those carries 22, 12, 23, 19, 16, 10. They want to run the ball. And I'm not saying Singletary, if they don't draft a runner, can't have good upside. I'm not saying Singletary can't do fairly well if he, you know, doesn't, you know, if they don't take a running back. I like Singletary, or if they do take a running back. I like Singletary. He's a good change of pace guy. And if they don't draft one, he could be a good full-time guy. You know, he obviously proved that at the end of the year. But I truly believe you put a Brees Hall or a Kenneth Walker in this system... And you look at the commitment they just made to the run during the part of the year where they started to dominate. This is when you saw the, the Bills take a big step forward, right around week 14, 15, 16. It, they struggled on and off throughout the year because look at the rushing totals. Three, seven, six, seven, five, six. When did they start looking untouchable? Weeks 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. When they were running the football, when they had balance, they want to run the ball. The touchdowns prove it. Nine touchdowns from Singletary alone in the final six weeks. Imagine what Brees Hall would do. Imagine what an elusive, the most elusive running back in the NFL draft class, Kenneth Walker. Number one elusive rating. Number two in total yards. Number one in force missed tackles. Don't discredit Kenneth Walker as the best running back in this draft class. Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker both have something to say about being the number one running back in this draft class. So let's not, you know, Brees Hall, as much as everybody's in love with him, Kenneth Walker has just as much potential if in like a, a Buffalo Bills situation. The best running back in fantasy football from a rookie perspective is going to come via landing spot. Because if Kenneth Walker gets Buffalo, he's the 1.1. If Brees Hall gets Buffalo, he's the 1.1. This one's from Kevin. Smitty, what's up, buddy? Hey, you coming out to uh, Las Vegas for the uh, NFL draft? Uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. The plan is to come out to Vegas. I hope to. I don't want to announce this for sure yet and then have people like actually go and then I don't go. But my goal is to try and plan the trip. And if I do get it planned and on the books, then I will be announcing it and hoping that everybody can come out and hang out. But I'm not making it official yet. Uh, but I, I definitely want to try to get out there. So get ready for that, hopefully. Um, it would be awesome to be live. And I, There's so much stuff I do video-wise to cover it, though. It's more about, like, can it be, can I do it functionally, you know, on scene there? All from, like, you know, my phone, which I, I, I can, but then I don't have graphics. And, uh, you know, I'm not actually watching the draft the same way. So... We'd have to find like a location in a in a sports bar and see if they'll let us set up and live stream. And so there's some complexities to it that make you know do I do I produce a better product here than I would there? Even though it's cool to be there, even though I'm walking around and you see Vegas behind me and I'm doing all kinds of weird live streams out there. Uh, even if I run into players and I'm able to interview players, I don't really care so much about being. Oh, I you know I, I'm the analyst that that interviewed the fifth best or sixth best wide receiver, and I've got footage of it. Like I don't care. I, I'm too old for that. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't like I I just got Hanson on here and and Matthew Barry and like you know I was some of the the coolest faces you could find in the in the fantasy space. Come on here. I'm not not wowed by putting on a, the sixth best wide receiver and 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 you know like I don't need I don't need to go do that if my content's better here. I kind of feel like, you know, I have to weigh that out. Like, I can produce better content here in the studio, for sure. You know, I, I it, it's cool to go there. I am very much wanting to maybe do one year like that, live stream it, 
and I might do it, you know, with Raj and the quad box, and then that might make me want to do it because then we can do a Instagram live stream from Vegas and talk about it, and that would be pretty cool. But it's tough; it's a tough decision for me. I'm still weighing it out. Um, so, good question. Good question. This is I think I got Kenny's already. Maybe not. Hey, Smitty, any chance Carter gets the lion's share? Oh, yeah, that was... Here's another one from Kenny. If we're going a no-RB strategy, we're in the seventh round, and you're looking at Connor or Fournette, which of those two are you leaning towards? I keep finding myself in a position to draft one of the two of them. I never know which to go for. Probably Fournette. I mean, Ronald Jones is not in the picture anymore, and that doesn't mean that Keyshawn Vaughn can't come up and steal some touches, and Connor was a touchdown machine last year. I do think there's a possibility the Cardinals draft a, a big-name rookie running back. I think I wouldn't rule out Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker. Um, most likely they won't, but mostly because the Cardinals aren't making the picks that I would make. I would. I. I don't care if Connor's already signed. I would. I would not pass up on a potential generational talent like Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker. And I do believe both of them have generational potential talent. I know a lot of people like to rip on this rookie running back class and the wide receiver class. Or a lot of people say the wide receiver class is deep, but it's not as good. I agree with that part. I don't think this wide receiver class will. Jamar Chase alone is going to blow the wide receiver class out of the water. But you know, Waddle. And, and Jamar, it's going to be better than whatever this wide receiver class has to offer. But the running backs, I think Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker and Rashad White are three very good running backs. If in the right spots, they will be phenomenal. So I think the Cardinals are going to be tempted to, to fill a, that, that Edmonds role. Eno Benjamin may not get it done. And they want two running backs. And if Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker were in Arizona, they would get the lion's share of the carries. Connor would still be a very utilized player. Um, they spent a lot of money to retain him. So I don't know that they're looking to go running back. I'm just saying it's a possibility. And when you take a look at all the teams that are anywhere near like the 25 to 35 where these two running backs are going to go, the Cardinals are one of the most logical spots for a running back like Casey and the Cardinals are two of the top five teams probably most likely to take Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker and they have running backs you know there's not a lot of openings where there's no competition so you know I, I lean Fournette but I do like Connor a lot Connor to me feels a little more injury prone Lenny just got paid they're gonna use him so pro probably gonna go Lenny Hey, Smitty, I saw a stat the other day that showed the number of running backs that had 300 or more touches by a year. About 20 years ago, there was about 16 or 17 running backs a year that would have 300 or more touches. In 2020, there was only four, and in 2021, there was only four. Do you see that changing at all in the future, or do you see this kind of being a pass-happy league for the foreseeable future? Um, it's definitely gearing more toward pass-happy, and multiple running backs are being used in a lot of situations, so... Uh, it's everything's a cycle. Everything's a cycle. I mean, you might see everybody said the running back was dead. The one running back was dead, and that was like right before Elliot turned it on and and became you know a huge force in the fantasy industry. And 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 then now you got you, running backs are back. Like you know they went away. They come. It's everything's a cycle. So do I think that it's going to increase again? Yeah. Do I think that three hundred touches is is out of the out of the cards for like you know having more of a handful of players like no no I, I think you could definitely see that increase I think I think there's just there's going to be a replenishing of running back talent um and Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker are two running backs that could start replenishing replenishing that talent you got injuries too injuries that take down a lot of a lot of running backs that that would have had 300 touches so you know, you had like McCaffrey go down. Like last year, we look at last year's ADP, and there's so many running backs that were taken off the board due to injury. Henry, um, uh, you know, Henry. Like, let me let me pull up last year's ADP because I, I think that might that might really shed some light on why those numbers are 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 off. 2021 fantasy football ADP. Let's pull this up. 
I mean, when you look at this list, you're like, holy crap, so many people got hurt. So this is from 2021, the ADP data. And then you had some some weird situations like Gibson where he didn't get the touches he should have gotten, you know, and, and just some strange stuff happened. So Dalvin Cook, you know, had a weird year. Um, Kamara, Henry went down, Elliott fell off. McCaffrey obviously got hurt. Aaron Jones took a backseat to, in some ways to, to A.J. Dillon. Barkley was not ready. Eckler was a beast. JT was a beast. Look at that. Eckler 10 and 11. Taylor 11. Eckler at 10. Um, we'll see what happens with Chubb this year. Harris, you know, beast. Tons of work. Tons of touches. Um, Joe Mixon turned it on at the end. He was definitely phenomenal. Where, where, let's go, let's go to, let's go to running backs. Let me sort this by running back. I'm sorry. Clyde, unexpected. Monty, hit miss Carson, got hurt. James Robinson got hurt. Swift wasn't used like he should have been in the beginning of the year. Sanders busted. Gaskin busted. Mike, Day. I'm just going down the straight down the list. It's crazy. Javante was underfed. Like, there, it was a weird year. I think certainly you're going to get a handful more this year than you had last year. Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker, um, Rashad White are, are two of those guys are going to absolutely go bananas. Um, okay, I think I got caught up there. Let me go to my random messages and see if you guys have any. It's hard to find them in the random folder, though. Drop more if you got them, guys. Definitely a weird season, says BFH. Yep, definitely. Last year was crazy. A lot of injuries. Kamara getting suspended for sure. I think so, Sacktown. I don't see how Kamara could not get suspended. I, I just don't see it. I mean, there's video footage that backs up the, the victim's story. So it's not like a he said, he said situation. Uh... My top five, JFT, I mean, JT, Javante, Eckler, Najee, Mixon, Christian McCaffrey. Be careful with McCaffrey, but I can't, I can't hate on anybody wanting to make him in their top five. I can't, you know, I understand why. I, I just personally wouldn't draft him till the 12, 13 turn. And I wouldn't even do it in a lot of leagues. I'd do it in one league. I just feel like the the workload's been massive for him. Like the thing you got to think about with with uh, with CMC is Christian McCaffrey. When you're the number one running back in fantasy football, you have to be overworked. To be number one in fantasy football, that means you're getting insane volume that's above anybody any other player in, in the NFL because you're producing number one overall fantasy football value. You don't trip and fall into that. You don't have mediocre usage and become the number one. It's a it's a telling sign you're going to be overworked. Todd Gurley, Christian McCaffrey. We need an explosion sound. I accidentally deleted the explosion sound. How about just get burrowed? How about running backs were just getting burrowed left and right? Where's our get burrowed? Where is our get burrowed? People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Running backs got burrowed left and right in 2022, 2021. Eckler will regress to to the means this season, says Swaggy. It wouldn't shock me if he had trouble staying healthy, but I think he's going to get tons of volume, bro. Like the Chargers are going to live in the red zone. So if Eckler does stay healthy, I don't know if anything's regressing, bro. It's a more a matter of can he can he stay healthy given his size and usage that they're asking him. CMC is the next David Johnson for three three years ago, agreed. I worry about him. I'd take him at one league because I'd want to make sure in case I'm wrong and he's got one more year left. Like, he hasn't dropped off when he's on the field, which is the same for, for well, I shouldn't say it's the same for Henry. Henry came back and looked awful in that, in that playoff game. But it was hard to judge him off one game. You know, he wasn't necessarily in the best shape yet. But CMC, when he's on the field, he's looked electric. It's, it's more of a matter of his body breaking down. But I'm certainly not taking him in the top five or six or seven overall. I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm not going near it. 
They should use CMC as a slot wide receiver. I mean, maybe, but even so, bro, he's going to get hurt. It's not just the hits. It's the, his body, you know, exploding and running full speed, stopping, starting, stop. Like, the hits aren't going to... It might help, yeah. I mean, certainly, it's going to help him potentially stay healthy, but they're not going to... I don't think they're going to do that. And, and running backs think they're invincible. He probably thinks he's going to be fine. <laughs> he probably thinks, no... I'm, I just, they were freak injuries. Like, I'm, I'm good. I can play another five years. You can't play another five years, CMC. Yeah, no, I can. I'll be elite for five years. No, you won't. This is why fantasy analysts actually have an edge up on some coaches in the way they evaluate things. We look at things at a high level, and we look at a bunch of numbers over and over, and we get a feel for something. The probabilities are important. And Christian McCaffrey, the probability of him having a top two to three to four running back season are low. There's the chance. That's why I take him at 12 in one league. I want him in one league, but there's just no, there's just no way you can't, you can't expect top five running back numbers out of them. Um, CMC is the greatest running back since Adrian Peterson. Stop it. Capital letters. <laughs> Doug, is this your burner? Fantasy football show. I am in an eight-team non-PPR league. If we draft based on last year's standings, I would have the third overall pick. Thoughts on what you'd expect for the first few rounds? Um, we really gotta. I, it's I can't speak three rounds deep. I just say the third overall pick. If Javante's there, I'm not shy. I'm not shying away from taking Javante at number three. I'm also not shy about if if Harris is there, you take Harris. Like you know, I'm also not shy about going wide receiver. I do think you're probably going to be better off going running back in a top three pick, and then having some balance in in the second and third round. You very much could find yourself uh, looking at a Lamb. So let's say you go Harris or Javante and Lamb or someone like that falls to your second round pick. Uh, you could also get an AJ Brown. You could potentially get, you know, a Diggs could fall. Um, you could be looking at Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker. I really much like those players there for you at one of your second or third round picks. Um, you know, you could go you could go Cooper Cup if it's redraft. You could oh it's non PPR. Yeah, definitely go running back, I think, with a three pick. Darnell Mooney top twelve wide receiver. I I mean I can't rank him there. But but uh, Beach eighty nine, I can't rank him there. But he certainly could be a, a high end, or a, maybe not high end wide receiver too, but like a a really decent wide receiver too. But you can't even draft him there. You know, you got to draft him as a wide receiver three or a flex. There's just no need to draft him anywhere in the top five or six rounds. So Darnell Mooney's like a seven rounder. You could maybe push it in round six, but we're talking about like seven eight round gem. You know where he could, he could definitely be a monster, like a wide receiver two monster, but a top twelve, like a wide receiver one, not impossible. I like him a lot, but but probably in, not probable. You know he's more around f- fifteen to twenty two, anywhere in there. Javante number three question mark. Not if Gordon is there. Even if Gordon's there, bro. Gordon doesn't scare me. He scares everybody else because everybody uses last year as a blueprint for this year if he's there. But they they literally didn't want to wear down Javante. And Gordon's a year older. In some ways, it could be a blessing in disguise. I, I mean, if Gordon's not there, I'm going to celebrate too. Because number one, I'm tired of hearing about it. <laughs> so I'll just be excited. But two, I mean, he played well. Okay, so him not being there, probably... Very argue you can you could argue it's great news like when it happens, but it could be a blessing in disguise because he could he could have trouble staying healthy. And if they bring in some younger, fresher running back, like what if Rashad White keeps falling in the draft and they take Rashad White as a backup because Gordon's not there anymore and they want a backup running back and he falls to the top of round four, you know, you know, or late round three or whatever. I I, I don't want a fresh legged running back like Zamir White, you know, or or James Cook or something falling to the Broncos and 
Like, I think everybody's overthinking this Melvin Gordon stuff. He's number three. Javante's number three or number two overall to me. I don't care about Melvin Gordon. I get what you're saying, and, and a lot of people agree with you, Mike. A lot of people. But I don't fear... I don't fear Melvin Gordon and Javante's top three for me. Hey, Smitty, traded away Derek Henry, Jerry Judy, the 1.3 and the 5.3 for Javante Hunter, Henry... And 3.1 in a super flex dynasty rookie draft. Second year, did I give up too much? You traded Henry, Judy, and the 1.3 and the 5.3 for Javante and Hunter Henry. It depends who the 1.3 is, bro. Like, would I trade Henry and Judy for Javante in a dynasty? Yes. Would I trade Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall with that? No. But will Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall fall? Probably not. So is it the number one wide receiver? How good will that player be? We'll see where the landing spots are. It's a lot, Mike, but it doesn't mean it won't work out. It, but it is a lot. I mean, it's it's a super... Super flex makes me think that maybe that one or two will be a quarterback, though. So, you know, if it's Brees Hall or, or Kenneth Walker, I would rather have that probably... And then you try and trade Henry, but I love Javante, so like don't be too hard on yourself if you did it and and Brees Hall or, or Kenneth Walker fall to the three. I mean, I love Javante. Michael with a super chat. Michael, glad to see you here, pal. I haven't seen you in a while here. Send me a text on the text line. I got Michael as one of my diehard text people on the, the Smitty um, text line for that. Just go to sleeperu.com if you guys want to get the text line. Want bold year-round rankings, trade calculators, and bold predictions? Get on over to sleeperu.com. Order my text service over there at sleeperu.com. Michael says the Javante Melvin Gordon situation will be just like the Colts with JT next year. Javante will see a major uptick in usage. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. Jay. People said that about Heinz. They're like, oh, Heinz. That's exactly a great point, Michael. Heinz, Heinz is the best since the best ketchup out there. Draft the man. Um, not worried about Melvin Gordon. Not, not worried about Melvin Gordon. I, I want it to be done. I don't want to hear about it anymore. But I'm not worried about him. If you're gonna answer him, I'll keep asking him, Smitty. What do you think of Fields this year? I see him creeping way up people's draft boards. Are you buying it? Uh, I'm not buying Fields. Uh, any higher than than where I've got him now. You know, like he's borderline 10, 11, 12 quarterback. There's just so many court Like you have Aaron Rodgers and Brady, you know, mixed in with Wilson. And like you look at the quarterbacks, it's out of control. Here are the, these are the, let's see here. Draft. Let me pull up a consensus rankings for 2022 quarterbacks. And it, I mean, it's crazy. This top ten is is madness. And thanks again, Michael, for the super chat, buddy. And he's right. It's like Hines and and JT. People need to stop freaking out about Melvin Gordon, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Herbert. These are expert consensus rankings, not mine. Industry wide. Kyler, Lamar, Burrow, Dak, Stafford, Wilson. Wilson could be number five. I like Wilson five. Watson, when he's back, Hurts is still scores a lot. Aaron Rodgers, is he can barely crack the top ten. Lance, I think Lance is going to be five, six, seven, eight overall. Brady, Brady's not cracking the top ten? Are these, like, like, what are these rankings? Like, some of these are crazy. But, like, look at that. Like, Fields, 15, he's not climbing anywhere, in my mind. Like, he stays at 15. He stays at 15, bro. Hey, Smitty. Russell Wilson has continually proved that he can support two top 15 or two top 20 wide receivers. Now that he's in Denver, who do you see those two potential receivers being that could be top 20 receivers this year? Um, Yeah. Hold on. Let's. Lamar is cracking you up at, at five. Like, in what way? Like, I could see that going either way. Like, oh, he's higher than five or he's lower than five. Like, I'm curious to know. Like, that's how... He fluctuates. Um, Jerry Judy 
could be a top 10 wide receiver with ease. This man's working out with Wilson. They've got a rapport already. K.J. Hamler could be a beast. He could be the locket. K.J. Hamler could be the locket, and Judy could be the DK slash locket combined. And I know a lot of people love Cortland Sutton, and he still could be really good. And everyone says he's the DK and that uh, Judy's the locket, but I don't I don't see it that way necessarily. I feel like Judy's the combination of locket and DK together. And I think Hamler's like a locket type, and Sutton's like a, a, a semi-version of DK, but he's not DK, but, but he's really good. And if Judy went down, Sutton would certainly scoop up a ton of volume and absorb a lot of targets. So I, I, I really, really, really really like Judy and I would draft him in round five without hesitation probably not higher because you don't have to but I love Judy in 2022 love him I loved him last year I loved him before I feel like Judy's been overlooked um absolutely love Jerry Judy uh 67 of you in here please hit the thumbs up I, again I apologize that I was late today and the show kind of ran into it into the five the, the eight o'clock hour instead of being from 7 p.m. to 8 is more like 7.30 to 8.30, so I apologize. Judy is Batman. Sutton is Robin. I could, I could get behind that. Burrow and that O-line will be top five. I agree. Michael with another super chat. Michael, you're in the... By the way, by dropping a $20 super chat, you are in the 96-team league. Um, first place gets a... Um, it's it, these aren't entry fees, but people drop in twenty dollars super chats get in the league. Um, Michael, uh, send me a text with your email, and then I'll I'll plug you into the league. But the winner gets an autographed Joe Montana and Jerry Rice Hall of Fame helmet, um, as well as a, a, a fantasy football Super Bowl ring that's about one hundred fifty to three hundred dollars, depending on the ring you get. You get a couple options of which one you want to go with. Mine's getting mailed from my my boys at Custom Fantasy Rings. Um, but we got a lot of prizes coming down. So, Michael, you're in for dropping another super chat. Michael says, My top five for QB would be Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Mahomes, Wilson, Brady would be six. I love Wilson. I love Wilson. If I'm waiting on a quarterback in 2022, I'm telling you right now, I want it to be Wilson. I love Wilson. I love Burrow. I love Herbert. You guys know Herbert's my number one quietly. I love Josh Allen about as much. But I, I want to own Wilson probably more than any quarterback. I want to have shares of Wilson. I want to be a part of this ride in 2022 where the Denver Broncos put it all together and, and Javante drops top three running back numbers. Guys, Javante Williams sharing carries last year, which won't happen to the degree it happened this year. They'll run enough to where we need someone to spell them. From time to time. Let's not get too excited and think Javante needs 28 carries a game like Derrick Henry. And then they break him. Javante Williams needs to be spelled a little bit. But Javante Williams was number one in the NFL in broken tackles in 2021. Sharing time. Halftime running back. He beat out JT for broken tackles. Unbelievable for a halftime runner. Javante season is fully underway. Get ready because it's going to be unreal. I want everything to do with this Denver Bronco offense. I want I even want Albert O who who Albert O is climbing draft boards. No one's going to steal Albert O away from anybody. Everybody calls him Albert O because they can't pronounce his last name anyway. But it's fun to say Albert O. But Albert O could be a top 5 to 6 tight end in 2022. Like if you're not on Albert O you need to be on Albert O. He's a sleeper, potential breakout tight end. But everybody kind of knows about it. Everybody's going to kind of rank him there. Uh, where Where is he ranking right now? Everybody's behind on it. Like right now, he's ranking 26 for tight ends. So That's not going to happen in the industry. He's going to be around 5, 6, 7, 8. Albert O, know about, it, know about him. Keep an eye on him. Try and learn to say his name. It is hard. I just keep calling him Alberto too. I'm not gonna lie. It's hard to say this name. It it it, it is hard. Um, put it on screen. I I don't even know how to begin. 
I don't know. Albert O. <laughs> but, but Albert O is literally going to have a, a potential breakout season. They came out, I mean, his, his matrix are off the chart, but they came out and said that Albert O, the tight end for the Broncos, he's now the tight end. Fant was traded. His He's going to be used as a wide receiver and tight end, but oftentimes as a wide receiver. They're not going to run him, you know, tight on the line. He's literally going to go out wide. And he's got the skill set to be a wide receiver and tight end option. So Albert O needs to be in the group. I always say Fryermuth, Dalton Schultz, Dawson Knox, and Albert O need to be on your list of potential breakout tight ends and guys that you draft later. Love Michael's ranking here. He's got Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Mahomes, Wilson. I fully Smitty approved the Wilson at number five. Nothing wrong with that at all. I love Trey Lance as a guy that could sneak into this, you know, top five, six, seven. But I will rank him below Wilson and Brady right now from a general ranking perspective. If I'm trying to be predictive, I might tell you, hey, Lance can be five to seven. But you you certainly can't draft Lance there. But he's got upside to be there. He could, he could have a, co- a cup of coffee, be in the conversation for top five to seven. But but Wilson right now is locked into my top five. I couldn't agree more with, with Michael. Appreciate you dropping supers, Michael. Appreciate you, pal. Uh, Javante 1.1, you agree? Is Michael, Michael saying 1.1? Let me see what Michael's saying. Michael and I agree on a lot of things. Let me just say that. We he's on my text line. We talk a lot. We both love Javon. We both love JT coming up. And I remember we'd have tons of conversations about how JT was gonna explode and then he didn't the year that the the rookie year. And then he did like kinda at the end. And, you know, we're talking constantly about, about JT. And uh ever since then I always take Michael's um advice, you know pretty heavy I, li- I like what he i like what he's spitting out we, we think alike great minds think alike michael i'm taking javante at the 1.1 i think matt ryan really hurts jt because his inability to throw the ball effectively deep downfield well i do believe that that matt ryan will help more than he'll hurt but i do agree that javante could end up being the number one overall player but i think matt ryan will move the chains which is what i was worried about so in the end, I think Matt Ryan is a savior for JT's value that could have taken a, a downtick, and we would have like, in hindsight, been been like, damn, can't believe how how much JT was hurt by not being in the red zone more and trying to have to create everything. Um, but 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 I I truly believe that JT will still be one or two, but Javante could easily be running back one in 2022. That's why I'm drafting him at two and three and four overall without hesitation. I don't care if ADP says he goes eight. I'm taking JT in the top three. And everyone everyone can at me. At, at Michael and myself, all you want. We can handle it. Uh, Michael O. <laughs> Alberto, Michael O. Michael O can handle it. I can handle it at us. Swift by a lot. Who are you talking about? Stefan Diggs or DeAndre Swift. Give me... They're both right neck and neck. Depends on... They're so equal that you could lean position of need. I'll just say that. Best player available is how we roll Albert O with the TDs. Absolutely, Terry. We, we like Albert O here. Uh, no, Smitty, do draft... No, Smitty, do draft Lance at 10. Sure, Doug. Gerald Everett. Uh, yeah, but there's a lot of good tight ends this year. I'm not. I'm not like going after Everett, but he's not bad. He's not. He's not horrible. I'm a Lamar. Lamar. I think you mean Lamar hater, and I don't know why. Just never draft him or ever want. I think it's because he. He's not like he said to be. Not be. Not be a good practice player. Um. He's not a great quarterback. He's a good passer. Not great. He's good, but not great. He's a great runner. And it's hard to get behind that. I can understand why you feel that way. And I and I don't feel like Lamar's top five. I'm not touching Lamar in the top five. He's he runs 150 plus times a season. And he and he's he can never make a consistent wide receiver out of anybody. And he makes bad decisions from time to time. He gets hurt. 
He vanishes for half of a year at a time. I'm not going near Lamar. Not when there's other quarterbacks that have a much safer, you know, uh, floor. And and yeah, you know what? Call Saul. I get ripped on constantly for this, but I if I was the Ravens, I would trade him and start Huntley and build around that. <laughs> but whatever. That's why I do what I do. People aren't going to like what I say half the time, and and I'm very predictive. I say things that that sometimes haven't happened yet, and that rubs people the wrong way. I like Tyler Huntley a lot. And a team should have offered. There are teams that need a quarterback. The Pittsburgh Steelers would be so brilliant if they bring in an analyst to help them navigate player movement because they need someone with the cojones to say, hey, Pittsburgh, do you not realize you could get a top 10 quarterback right now out of Tyler Huntley? Like trade for Tyler Huntley. He's got top 10 to 12 quarterback upside. Trade for him. Use a second round or a third round pick. Get Tyler Huntley, and then you don't have quarterback problems anymore. You put Tyler Huntley in Pittsburgh, you would have a phenomenal fit. Maybe he vultures some of Harris's touchdowns, which would upset a lot of us. But fit-wise, from a football perspective, put Tyler Huntley on that freaking Pittsburgh team, and you've got a you've got a squad right away. Smitty, are you reading this? Yes, Jake Knight 18. I am. Thanks for watching on Twitch. Um Soundboard whatever Doug. Why is Huntley still a backup if he's better um than a quarterback on the, that's exactly what I was saying, Matt, is why these teams can't see this this stuff sometimes is beyond me. Like, is he a lock? No, but he's a very good prospect. And, and it, 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 it's head-scratching that people, that the that, that coaches don't look past, you know, some of the things, like, that, that hold people back from liking a Huntley. Well, he's a backup already, you know? He'd be a starter already. Why was Kurt Warner only accepted by one team? Why was, why was Kurt Warner literally passed on over and over and over? Why was, why was there only one coach in the NFL that had the cojones to draft Kurt Warner. Like Kurt Kurt Warner, like you know what I'm saying? Like you can't I understand what you're saying, Matt, but you can't really use this ever. <laughs> this this, is, this question doesn't ever work. Why is if Huntley's so good, why wouldn't he be a, why was Kurt why was Brady overlooked by every single team? Why did every single one of us, every single one of the 70 people watching here, did not see Brady coming? Why? Because you don't always see it, bro. Not everybody sees everything at the same time. And and Huntley, I don't know why people doubt him so much. He had a very bad final game. And 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 you know, Mike White, why does nobody give Mike White a shot? Mike White in Pittsburgh. Put him in Pittsburgh. He he knifed through defenses in Pittsburgh. I love Mike White. Put Mike White in Pittsburgh. Why won't Pittsburgh trade for Mike White? Why won't Pittsburgh trade for Tyler Huntley? I don't know. I don't know. Doug take laps. Doug's on the last. Like Doug won't go ahead and keep pushing it, Doug, and watch you be banned. And you're gonna be so sad when you can never come back to this show. So you know, start start straightening up, Doug. We're tired of it. Money plays a big factor as to why Huntley is a starter, isn't a starter. A lot of teams have QBs with big contracts, and that's yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like these these teams need to. It's like Moneyball. Like when Moneyball, like that changed everything, you know, in, in some ways in baseball, at least some thinking. And, and I, I feel like in a weird way, fantasy analysts need to also be factored into like analysis and scouting because we look at production. And and, and honestly, I feel like if if you brought in like an analyst from a different perspective it would it would be looked at as a joke at first like oh they they brought in a fantasy analyst as a scout and they'd realize that we look at things from a far different perspective um replace the take a lap with whatever Doug we might create a whatever Doug audio you're making too many hot takes Smitty Okay, sorry, Isaac. I don't. I've never. 
do you do you think I've I've been making hot takes on this episode? Guess <laughs> okay, so I'll tell you what, Isaac. This ain't nothing, bro. <laughs> this is me being calm and tamed, bro. <laughs> I mean, as a Seahawks fan, I agree, Michael. CBN says uh, that's why he does one is bound to hit. Couple couple haters in the chat today. <laughs> These must be Doug's friends. Or his burner accounts. Well, I, I'll tell you what, bro. I must hit a little bit. Or I don't think I'd still be here after 20 years. But <laughs> you can you can judge me all you want. It's fine. Uh, Pitts, I like Pitts a lot. But he, he doesn't have the quarterback support right now to, to warrant what we were hoping he would have warranted value-wise. If Watson was in Atlanta, then we're talking about late third round steal territory for Kyle Pitts. Now we're like, okay, 5.1, I hope. Can he fall to my fifth drafted player? You know, 4.10, would I take him there? I don't know. I don't know if he can be fed properly. Like, I'm a little worried about Kyle Pitts now. But we'll see. You know, if they traded up and got Malik Willis, I'd, I'd be much more excited. Niner by nature. Uh, Smitty, thanks. Thank you for getting all the Jimmy fans all mad on the Rombo show about Sir Lance. Yeah, you're welcome. I love I love doing that. I love going on the Rombo show and and telling him how wrong he is about Jimmy G. He likes Jimmy G over Trey Lance. It's insane. It's insane. Some of these Niner shows love Jimmy G so much. Pitts going to be schemed for every week unless Atlanta gets him. Yeah, defensively, teams will be looking to shut Pitts down. But he still could deliver, but he won't deliver what he was going to deliver if Watson was there. It would have been phenomenal. Fourth rounder, I agree. He would have been a great... He's a great late fourth rounder. I don't know if I like him at like 4.1, 4.2. There's too many good players still on the board that are a lot lot closer. Um, Beats is Jimmy G's a two-time Super Bowl champion. He has leadership skills. This has got to be Doug. <laughs> Jimmy G. <laughs> Jimmy G over Lance. <laughs> oh, man. Jimmy fans are mad. They are. Like, it's so weird. Like, imagine liking Jimmy G over Trey Lance. Imagine it. I can't. I can't imagine it. I don't even understand it. I don't even understand it. It has to be, it has to be trolls. Like, there's no way. Like, you don't know football. If you think Jimmy G is better than Trey Lance at this point, and you can't see that this is like when Mahomes took over his sophomore year, it was like Mahomes keeping Alex Smith. You know, Mahomes isn't ready, and that might sound really funny to somebody that's trying to go to bat for Jimmy G right now because they can't think clearly and it's it's cloudy to them. But Mahomes had the same kind of doubt. Like Mahomes, the doubt was crazy. It was half doubt, half believers. It was the same thing. It was the same thing. It was literally the same exact thing. There were so many doubters, and they all went away. Nobody admits they were a doubter of Mahomes. Everyone pretends that never happened. Uh, but imagine, imagine like in Jimmy G over 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 Trey Lance. It's it's hard to think about. It's hard to fathom. Malik Willis. What do we see? His ceiling. Personally, I was super blown away by his combine. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of that Trey Lance ability. Like, Malik Willis could be a top... He could be a top 10 to 12 quarterback. Like, you know, maybe not his rookie year, but he could definitely get into that conversation. He's got that much upside. How does Jimmy G... How does Jimmy G have fans? I don't know, Matt. I I mean, I don't get it. Michael with another super chat. The only thing Jimmy G is better at is holding a clipboard. That's debatable, Michael. Sudfeld might have him on that. I don't know. I don't know if I can agree with you on this. <laughs> this is where I draw the line, Michael. Sudfeld is a much better clipboard holder. Thank you, Isaac. I appreciate you. He's good at subway commercials. That's true. 
Malik will have been fifth or sixth QB taken last draft. You know, Cliff, that's a that's a good that's a good question. Where would where would Malik Willis be taken if thrown into last year's draft class, knowing exactly what we know, having the same you know workout that he had and everything? Honestly, I think he'd go right. Right between four and six. I, I think you definitely have Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance. And then it, between Fields, Mac Jones, and Malik, I think it would have been very tough. I think he could have been four, could have been five, could have been six. But I, very close to what you're saying. But I, I think he definitely would have been in the conversation of the four, five, six. Like I, I think he's that. he looks that good. His, his workout was that amazing. His workout would have stood out in last year's draft class and made him put him on the map. Willis isn't as good. The draft class is just weak, says Matt. I I, th- I I mean, his workout was phenomenal, bro. It wasn't like we're we're overlooking it because or we're underlooking it or however you want to word it because there's not a lot of good quarterbacks. Like he literally, everyone was saying this quarterback class is trash, and then when people saw his workout, they're blown away. It wasn't like people were hoping and looking for who's the best one. People were writing off the draft class entirely from the quarterback perspective. A lot of people are are on board now Trevor Lawrence over Malik Willis this year if he goes to Detroit yeah I mean this year but could he could he entertain like a rank around where Trevor Lawrence is he could but I think Trevor Lawrence could be a top six quarterback though so in the end I say no but I do I do I don't know if these are old if you're gonna answer them I'll keep asking them oh that was old Kenny or Jim. Hey, Smitty. Russell Wilson has continually proved that he can support. Oh, I already got that one. AC. Hey, Smitty. Debo just reposted something on his story, uh, a stat that showed that his 16 touchdowns, not one of them came on an end zone target. And uh, just automatically thought back to your convo that you just had with Ronbo, you know, how he was just saying that, you know, Jimmy just wins and he just wins. Um I don't know. I think that stat's put pretty glaring, just showing you know that your wide receiver one can't get one target, one touchdown on an end zone target from his quarterback. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, let me pull it up and 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 put on screen what you're talking about. I mean, it's, I I've said this over and over, but I'd love to to post Debo saying it. So let me go find Debo's Debo. Nineteen problems. Um, it's from Mike Clay. Mike Clay from ESPN. Debo Samuel. Scored 16 touchdowns in 19 games last season. Zero came on end zone targets. And Mike Clay is exactly right. And this is what I... When people tell me Jimmy G is a winner, that Debo developed under under Jimmy G's you know reign, that, you know, it's a coincidence that Jimmy G, you know, that Debo became who he became this past season. When Jimmy G's under center, would that have happened with Trey Lance? I mean, did anybody watch football? That says that Jimmy G had a lot to do with 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 Debo's numbers. Did anybody watch football? Anybody that says Jimmy G is the reason Debo did what he did does not watch football because literally Jimmy G would throw a four yard slant, a seven yard slant, a four yard hook, like literally a a a a pass that was no further than ten five seven yards, and Debo would turn it into like a sixty yard touchdown. Exactly what the stat says. Zero came from end zone targets. The ball, meaning sailing into the end zone and caught into the end zone. None of them. None of them. Because Jimmy G can't do that. Like it's it's clear as day. Ayuk is a deep threat on that team. He certainly will have a good year if Trey Lance is in the mix. But you know, could Shanahan screw this up? Absolutely. I love that Isaac thinks I'm I'm making hot takes today. Like, today's a, 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 a very calm day, Isaac. But Doug, stop. 
Debo is the yak master. What if that was the called play? I'm not saying it isn't the called play, Mr. TD. I'm just saying Debo's making Jimmy's numbers look great because Debo's taking a seven-yard slant to the house. It's nothing to do with Jimmy G. Trey Lance would be able to deliver footballs into the end zone for those those zone those targets in the end zone. Um, I might be going on a show here in a minute on Instagram, just so you know. Jimmy G learned how to manage the game under his very limited skills. True. Doug, I definitely... Isaac is... Uh, what? Joel? Debo is the ultimate gadget player. Says Matt. Did I make a mistake trading Christian McCaffrey and my first for Michael Thomas? Isaac, you're trolling. Trolling. I feel you don't make that many hot takes at all. You pick a couple dudes and you go all in. We love it. Broski, says Joel. Thank you, Joel. Matt. Gary says, I have a feeling Sutton going to benefit a little more than Judy and can be a top 10 as well. Gary, Gary must agree with you, Matt. I'm picking Judy, but hey... There's upside all around. Matt says you gave up a lot for MT. And I think he's trolling. There's no way you made that trade. If so, you did give up a lot. Nevin's back. I'm about to leave, Nevin. But you can rewatch the entire show. We had a good time. We were late today, but it was a good show. Appreciate everybody being here. Please subscribe if you're new. Smitty is an experienced fantasy football manager. He knows what he's doing. Thank you, Beach. Thank you, Beach. I appreciate you. I'm out of here. Please subscribe if you're new. Hit that subscribe button if you're new and wipe your feet at the door. And I will be back tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern sharp. I apologize for today being late, but we had a good show. Subscribe if you're new. Hit the thumbs up on your way out. And I've got a new guarantee here on the on the channel, okay? It may not be a 100% guarantee, but this is like a 99%er. I will answer every you until I physically can't, which there's my out. You know, if we grow so big, you know, we're at 30,000 subscribers like in December or something. I'm sure it's going to change a little. But your boy Smitty or during the year, it might change. There might be too many questions. But right now, I will get to every single question, not just 12 to 24 hours after a video post. I will get to every I vow Smitty. I vow to get to every single question, give or take one that slipped through my grasp that I just don't see or something, or replies. Sometimes replies I don't get alerts on, so I can't know that you replied, but like any initial question that stand alone, I will reply to every single one on my channel going forward. You ask me a question on my channel on youtube.com slash the fantasy football show in one of my videos and again i can't sometimes I'm not alerted on replies of replies so like if i reply to you and you reply back to me i sometimes don't see those but if you ask me in a question an initial question i will get back to you 99.99999% guaranteed go forward until further notice you hear me so ask a question if i didn't get to something ask it on the channel in the comments of this particular video or another video your boy smitty is pot committing to answering every question going forward i will i will see you all tomorrow appreciate you later